It is very important to us to know that God is leading us when we get ready to do something. If you're getting ready to buy a house, is it God that's leading you? And how do you know if it's God that's leading you? This is very important. I've always found when God leads me to do something, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's not a complex thing. It's easy to be entreated. It's pure. It's simple. I'm quoting from two passages of scripture. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. That is in Matthew chapter 11. Let's stop and read those scriptures because we're going to prove whether or not God is leading you to do that thing that you are about to do. For if God is leading you, it's an anchor for your faith to go forward. I don't like to do anything unless I'm sure God is leading me to do it. For there are times that you start out in something and the storm kind of falls on you. And you begin to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. But if I know God is leading me, then I know regardless of the storm, I'm going the right direction. And it will work out according to the will of God. So first, let's look at Matthew chapter 11. Now, if you're driving down the highway right at this moment and you can't write these scriptures down, don't worry. I have printed them on our blog. So every scripture that I speak today on this broadcast will be printed for you under episode 5 on our blog. Go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations to see our blog on the right-hand side of the home page, you will see podcast, recordings, and scriptures. You will be able to actually listen to this broadcast on our blog, as well as follow along to see each scripture that is printed on that page. So, if you can't write the scripture down, don't worry, you can get it there. Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put that word exhortation on there because there are several ministries called Jesus Ministries in the United States. Matthew chapter 11. We'll read this section of scripture. Jesus says, starting at verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's that verse 30 that we'll focus on. Jesus says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. You yoke yourself to the 
plans of other people, and sometimes it's a very difficult yoke. Even your own plans can be very difficult. But if you will turn to God in prayer, asking God to give you His wisdom, He will give you His wisdom. And His yoke is easy and His burden is light. When something is very difficult to do, very complex, I always know I'm not going in the way of God. Here's an example. I'm having trouble with my preamp for my theater system, for my television system. I wanted to replace it with another preamp. I called the sound dealer, and he began going into details of what we could do. I couldn't understand a word that he was saying. We could have one preamp for CD player. We could have another preamp for the theater system. It was so complex, what did I do? I did nothing, because I've learned that if something is very complex... I am not going in the way of God. If it's very, very expensive and far above my means to do it comfortably financially, I'm not going in the way of God. There's another plan, so I stop. I just don't do it. If it's very complex and hard to do, if it is extremely expensive and I do not have the money for it, I do not do it. Now, there's another part of this following God. If you dread it, if you make an appointment and you have something, think about your life right now. Is there anything in their future, any kind of appointment coming up that you dread? If so, you better reevaluate that appointment. What I do in such cases is I pray when I dread something and I say, God, please help me. Please change my heart on this thing if I'm supposed to do it. Because I've learned if there's dread there, you are going the wrong way. You're not going according to the plan of God. Now, the world teaches you a totally different thing, don't they? They teach you grit your teeth and bear it and go on. That is not the plan of God. If I go in the way of the world, I could fail. But if I go in the plan of God, I have a sure thing. Why is it so important to go in the way of God? You could ask your mate, you could ask your neighbor, you could ask your church, you could ask your pastor, and every one of them may lead you the wrong way because they cannot see the future. Should I buy this house? The mortgage rates are really low. So should I buy this house? They don't see the future. God does. That's why with God, you have a sure thing. I think it was about 2008 when the property values decreased so rapidly and the bankings had a terrible problem. One of our church members was getting ready to move at that time. 
they put their house up for sale, someone made an offer. And her husband didn't want to accept the offer, but she had been shown by God that a terrible financial problem was coming upon the United States. So she told him she had been shown this. Now, he's not even born again. But he listened to her, and she, she told him, she said, I know this is coming. We better take the offer. They took the offer, and about two months later, the housing market, market collapsed on itself. But by that time, they had already closed on their house and moved to another state and bought another house. This is why it is so important to be sure you are going in the way of God when you do something. I do it even on minor things. I want to be sure that I have the sanction of God when I change TVs or when I make a change in what I'm doing. I want to know that it's God leading me. So God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. And if you will look at Romans chapter 8, we're going to see it tell us that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And being led by the Spirit of God is just what I'm talking about, showing you what to do, having an approval over what you do. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 for a moment. It is verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you led by the Spirit of God in this thing that you're about to do? How do you know? What are the facts that assure you that it is God leading you to do this thing? Well, we've talked about one. God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Look at James chapter five, 3, James chapter 3, verse 17. By the way, when I record these messages, I don't have these scriptures written out in front of me. That would be my plan. I depend on God to lead me from scripture to scripture by bringing that scripture into my mind. And when he brings it into my mind, I speak it to you. Or when he brings the concept into my mind of the example, that's what I speak to you because I don't know which way to go. I depend totally on the Holy Spirit in making these broadcasts or in writing, either one of the two things. When I write on the blog, I say to God, I don't have any I don't know how to start this writing. I don't know how to do it. Please show me how to start this, what to do. I know he leads me when I get into the writing or when I get into the speaking because it's called into my mind by the Holy Spirit. That is being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to every believer. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives inside us. Romans chapter 14, uh, 8, verse 14. For as many as are led 
by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now, what does that mean? Are you led by the Spirit of God? If you belong to God, the Spirit of God is trying to speak to you. But your own flesh tries to speak to you, and devils try to speak to you, and you have to choose the ideas. And some ideas are from the Spirit of God, other ideas are from your own flesh, and other ideas are from devils to try to destroy you, and every one of the ideas are usually appealing. So it's very important to know how to follow God how to follow him by his spirit and to be able to say with all assurance I am led by the spirit of God as I do this as I make this podcast broadcast how do I know if it's the spirit of God leading me to even do the project I see ministers all the time do strange things they build Homes for the aged. They build schools. They're going to travel all over the world and preach the gospel, and they have no money, and they want you to give them their money. Give them your money. They want you to give them your money. That always tells me they're not going by the Spirit of God when they do that. Every time God has led me to do something, the characteristics, it's been easy to do it. Relatively easy to do it. It has been relatively inexpensive based on the amount of money I currently have. Every time. How do I know this podcast that I'm doing right now, that I'm making right now, how do I know this is the way God is leading me? Is he leading me or is this my own idea? Pam Paget, one of our church members does all the technical work for me on books that we publish with Amazon of setting up the blog and doing all the work on our blog one morning she was awakened strongly with the word podcast I'm sure she prayed about it a day or so later she told me what had happened. Now, I'm the one who ha- would do the broadcast. So she told me. I, was, I didn't know what a podcast was. I'd never heard of a podcast. And in an amateurish way, I came to understand a podcast is a verbal blog. And I knew what a blog was. We've been doing a blog since, oh, I think it's 2015 when we started the blog. So I knew what it was. Now, am I led to, can I say with all assurance that it is God leading us to do this podcast? I certainly can because I recognize the Spirit of God. We found it was easy to do this. We had to buy a, simple recorder we had to buy a microphone a microphone stand we had to do that but we were able to do that it is relatively inexpensive to get a podcast host to send these broadcasts out to the people 
it's not as expensive as radio. I was on radio for quite a number of years, and that is expensive. But this is really very simple. So these are the characteristics that fit with the idea. So we started doing podcasts. Can I say with assurance that God showed us to do these? Yes, I can. I'm 82 years old. It's easy for me to write, but my voice is not as good as it was when I did radio back in 1980s, and I was frightened. This is the fifth episode that I'm recording right now. I was frightened. Will my voice hold out? Will you be able to understand what I'm saying? I have a great deal of information to share with you. Information from God, from following God especially, from knowing it's the will of God to do things. So I wanted to share it, but can I hold out on this? Will my voice hold out? And I was frightened. But then I said to God, I believe you are the one who gave us the word podcast, to do podcast. Therefore, I have to believe that you will help me in this area and that I will be able to do these broadcasts. And the anchor for your faith is the word that God gives you. He could give you a scripture. He could give you a direct word such as the podcast word. But you need a word on whatever you're going to do. You need to have an anchor. You need to have a word from God to anchor you so if something goes wrong or there's a fear, you can build your faith with that word that you heard. If you're getting ready to buy a house, what do you do? Of course you have prayed. God, should I do this? Please stop me if I shouldn't do this. I'm sure you prayed. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you hadn't prayed, if you don't pray. Because if you pray, that's a sign that you're connected to God. The world sure doesn't pray about what they do. They reason it out, or they take a survey, or they look at internet and get statistics, or they do something like that. But a Christian is going to ask God, is this what you want me to do? James 1.5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now we've talked about this already, but God knows the future. Your pastor does not know the future. You can take a vote at your church, should I do this? They don't know the future. I always think when people go around and ask other people what they should do, it's sort of like the story of the kindergarten 
child that found a cat. And he went to his teacher and said, what is the sex of the cat? The teacher was horrified. She said, I don't know. He said, oh, I know how we can find out the sex of a cat. We can vote on it. And that's what it's like when you go out there and ask all these other people what you should do. A Baptist woman in Clovis, New Mexico, told me this story. She and her husband had a very successful business in trucking, a trucking business. They went to, I think she said, all 48 states in the continental United States with their business. Their son-in-law came to them one day with a business idea. He said, I've had this idea, and I want to see what you think about it. And he was excited about the idea. He said, I have an idea to start a business where people would bring items and store them at your business, where it would be secured and there would be areas where they rented these areas and could put all of their stuff in it. Wynette and Jerry said, oh, that won't work. This was long before the days of the storage business. So he didn't do it. Wynette said, oh, we made such a mistake in telling him this would not work. It became a big, booming business to do this. You're on very insecure ground if you're going to other people and asking them what to do unless God told you to go to that person. If God led you to go to it after prayer, that's another matter. But if you find a successful businessman, go to him to find out if you should start a business without being led by the Spirit of God, you're putting everything at risk. So we want to be sure we are led by the Spirit of God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. It shall be given you. If you can pray in faith and believe this scripture, and if you keep this scripture in front of you constantly, you will get to where you can believe it. You really will. The key to faith is the word of God. When God tells you something, as he does by the scriptures, then you can believe it if you will stay in the scripture long enough and look at it until you really believe it. Will God give me wisdom? It says right here in James chapter 1, verse 5, he will. If I keep this in front of me long enough, I will come to believe it. And that's the key to faith. That's the key to believing. Verse 6 of that same passage of Scripture says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. You have to believe that God will do what he says, which is to give you wisdom. But I've always found that I've kept the scripture before me day and night. I came to believe it. So it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth 
is like a wave of the sea driven with wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you build your root system by meditating on the word of God. I'm quoting Joshua chapter 1. If you meditate on the word of God day and night, it will enable you to do the thing that God wants you to do. Now I want to take you to James chapter 3, verse 17, because after you pray, you have to know which ideas are from God in order to be led by the Spirit of God. So James chapter 3, verse 17, is going to tell us the characteristics of the wisdom that is from above. Here they are. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Something might be easy to do and still not be the wisdom of God because it could be based on deception. And if it's based on deception, it has hypocrisy. So you will not have the wisdom of God. These characteristics fit together. It has to have mercy and good fruits. If it's going to put a terrible burden on your family to do something, it might not have the mercy and good fruits. Certainly, if there's any form of deception in the plan where you're having to trick another person, that is not the wisdom from God. Now, another thing that shows you it's not the wisdom from God, if you're trying to outdo somebody, if you're trying to outdo the person at your job to get that job that you want, and he wants that job. The Bible says, James 3.16, for where there is envying and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. So the first thing you have to do before you get pure wisdom is to get rid of the envy and strife. If you've been arguing with someone, striving with them over something, there's confusion and every evil work. This is not a good time to be trying to find the wisdom that's from above. First, you have to get rid of the envy and strife. How do you get rid of envy and strife? You turn to God in prayer and say, Oh God, please help me to get over this. Please help me. Create in me a clean heart. David prayed that. That's one of the Psalms. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Because when we get into strife with people, I think we have to very seriously question 
the spirit that we are operating by. Is it the Holy Spirit or is it the spirit of a devil? Or is it the spirit of our flesh? We have to get the right spirit on the matter. We have to settle the strife, settle the envy, and then pray for wisdom. So deal with that. Let's read this entire section of scripture here in James 3. If you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So think for a moment about what it is that you are about to do. And can you tell me with assurance that it is God leading you with assurance, just as I have on this podcast? How do you know you're assured? Tell me about your assurance. If you could talk to me in person, can you tell me the reason that you're so sure you're about to do this? Let me give you some examples. One day I was driving down the street. A pickup truck came up alongside me and it was pulling a flatbed trailer. And on that flatbed trailer, it had firewood stacked. We stopped at a signal light and I glanced over at the trailer and the firewood and I thought, oh, I would really like to have a wood-burning fireplace. My fireplace had gas logs, but I don't like gas logs, and I would really love to have a wood-burning fireplace. And as I was looking at that trailer, into my mind came this word. You can do that. I had never before considered changing my fireplace from gas logs to wood-burning. With all my heart, I believed that was a word from God, by His Spirit. Is it easy to be entreated? It certainly was. I could easily afford to do that. Did it cause any trouble to anyone in my household? No, it did not. Was there any hypocrisy or lies involved with it? Certainly not. All it required was for me to call the fireplace shop, ask them the price to they charge to move the logs, the gas logs, and put in a fire line starter. And I needed to buy fireplace tools. Of course, they sold all of those things. And a rack for the firewood. And when I added up all the cost. I could easily handle it from the money that I had saved from my Social Security check. So it was no burden of any kind. Therefore, I called the fireplace store again and arranged to set it up. And within a week, I had a wood-burning fireplace. 
Can I tell you with assurance that was God leading me? Absolutely. Absolutely. It fit the characteristics that are in James chapter 3, verse 17. And for the remainder of the time I lived in that house, I enjoyed every winter with my firewood. I even had a perfect place for the firewood at my back door, a large covered porch, so I could put the firewood rack there. I even put firewood in my garage for a while. So if there was moisture of any kind, I didn't even have to go outside. And it was a constant pleasure to use that fireplace. It was probably about four years before I left that house, meaning moved to another location. I want a sure thing in my life when I make a plan. It's by faith. You still have faith involved. I had faith that that was God by his spirit showing me that I was approved to do this thing. Another example. I made a mistake in a TV that I purchased. I'm not sure I'd even prayed about the TV. I, I made a mistake in that TV. When I got it into my house, it had a really bad picture. I kept trying to tune the picture out. The dealer at the TV place told me that he would come and calibrate the unit. This was back years ago. He said he would come and fix the picture, but he never did do it. And I approached him two or three times, but he would never come and fix it. So I knew he wasn't going to do that. It wouldn't work. I even called the manufacturer and asked them if there was some way to get the TV fixed. And they said, well, you have to go to the dealer. Well, the dealer wouldn't do it. So I was trapped with that TV. I was always trying to make the picture better with a hand tuner. And one day when I was struggling over the picture because it had streaky lines in it, I was working to try to tune the TV. And from within me, going into my mind, were these words. You don't have to put up with that. You don't have to put up with that. I said, that's right. I have money saved from my Social Security. I can go and buy another TV that does work and have this one removed. And that's exactly what I did. That doesn't sound like wisdom to man because this TV is less than a year old. Make them make it good. Well, if I tried to do that, I would be distraught. I would have to go to court against the TV people. You think that's peaceable? It was much more peaceable to have the unit carried out of my house, the old unit, and just have a new unit put in. The wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable. 
So which is more peaceable, fighting for that money when you have money in your Social Security that you could use to replace the TV? It may not make sense to man, but it's very peaceable. And when they came to install the new TV, I told the man, I said, just carry that one out. Just take it away. If you can fix it, use it. If you want to throw it in the garbage, throw it in the garbage. I can't deal with it. Did I have God's plan for me in that setting? Yes, absolutely. You see how this works? I'm very hopeful that you are seeing vividly the leading of the Spirit of God and how we can evaluate if this is the Spirit of God so that you can know with assurance that you are following God. We always follow God by faith. Faith that it is God leading us, but I like having extremely concrete ways of knowing that this was God leading me. Because very often people will think you're foolish when you're following God. What do you think about Noah building the ark? Let's look at Genesis chapter 6. Let's just start with verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every thought, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him, God, at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from off the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things, and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. God had planned to destroy all flesh, Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 11, 
The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Then God says to Noah, Make thee an ark. And he tells Noah exactly how large to build the ark, exactly what kind of materials to use, where to put the windows in the ark. Now, Noah had to believe that it was God speaking to him before he could do this project. Noah believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So Noah begins to build this ark. Don't you think people were watching Noah as he built the ark? Don't you think people were saying, what is this crazy man doing? He's building this huge boat in his yard. What's he doing? Don't you think some in his family were making fun of him? The nature of man would tell us they are. And the fact that these humans were so wicked God was going to destroy the earth certainly tells us they would be making fun of Noah for doing the right thing. God said in seven days it will begin to rain. He said bring these animals in, bring the food in, the provision. Here these humans are watching him bring animals in to the ark and food into the ark. His own wife is watching him. His children are watching him. And yet he kept doing it. Because of one thing, he was persuaded it was God who told him to do this. It's always that way. When we do something, that is the foundation for us. That is our anchor. You have to have a belief that you can feel assurance that God told you to do this thing. You will never be able to stand unless you have that. And we have to have the word to bring the faith. It's not in reverse. We don't say, I have faith I can buy this $500,000 house. You go out and you some banker will loan you the money so you buy it. That's not the direction of faith. Faith believes that God has shown us to do this thing that we're about to do. And I have found that faith is pretty much black and white, meaning it's not a vapor. It's not a hunch. You've got some kind of solid, tangible evidence Faith is evidence. But I always have a word. Just like I've explained to you about the word podcast that showed me to make this podcast. I'd never even heard of a podcast. 
but that doesn't mean you can't learn. If you hear a word podcast, you can learn how to do it, but you've got to hear that word first on what to do. My life is totally filled with examples of following God by the word given to me by God. Sometimes the word will be a scripture. Other times the word will be just like this example, podcast. And I have to pursue all of the facts to find, is this easy to be entreated? Can we do this? And then once I'm persuaded that word is from the Spirit of God, I go forward with that word. This is, this is the essence of faith. Hearing the word from the Holy Spirit, seeing a scripture illuminated to us by the Holy Spirit, having that fire of that word go through us, whether it's a scripture or whether it is a word such as I've illustrated here. I have many examples of both of these things. I'm going to pick up on the next episode with more of this subject of following God by His Spirit and being sure that you are going in the way of God. I will give you more examples. I have a great many examples of this in my own life. Let me remind you that you can go to our blog and see every scripture that I have recorded. Because as soon as I turn this recorder off, I will go over these, this message and I will write down every scripture that I have presented in this message so you can see the exact scripture. Our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. And a wonderful way to do this is to go to our blog and hear the broadcast on our blog and you will see the scriptures in order right below the broadcast. So you can hear me give the example. You can read the scripture at the same time I'm reading the scripture and you can think about it for your life. I've never seen such a wonderful teaching tool as this. Now God has to still give you the understanding. I cannot give you understanding. Understanding is from God. But I can present to you the message and the things God has shown me and you can pray for God to give you understanding for your life. That's how it should be anyway. But this is a wonderful opportunity. So go to Jesus Ministries Exhortations on the right-hand side, you will see podcast, recordings, and scriptures. Tap on that. Tap on episode 5, and you will hear this broadcast. But I think I will record more later on this subject. So episode 6, I'll pick up with this subject on episode 6 and give you more examples. This is Joan Boney speaking. I thank you for letting me speak to you today. We have quite a few books published on Amazon. If you are interested, you can look and find those books by typing in 
my name on the Amazon search Joan, J-O-A-N, Boney, B-O-N-E-Y. We have kept the books priced very reasonably. The e-books on the ministry books are 99 cents. In paperback, Amazon sets the price because it depends on how long the book is. But all the e-books in the ministry file are 99 cents, as far as I know. That's in the United States. They charge a little more to transport the book over Internet for foreign countries, but I don't think it's very much. On episode 6, which I'll record probably later today, I will give you more examples of following the Spirit of God and ways God speaks to us so that you can be assured that whatever you are planning to do is authored by God. Don't do it until you have the faith to know it is authored by God because that is your anchor in times of trouble. Thank you again for allowing me to speak to you.